Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Gym Ramble. Before we jump into today's episode, I did want to remind you guys that our last one-on-one coaching special of the year is going on now. And the last day to sign up will be Wednesday, November 1st. And this is for our two-month coaching special. So it's a wonderful way for you to make the most out of the last two months of the year and start 2024 on the right foot. We don't want you to feel like you're putting yourself on the back burner throughout the holiday season. This is a way to get ahead. And I'll tell you guys what, right now our community is so strong. I've always been so proud of this community, but for some reason, something is in the air these days. Like the team group chat is popping off. Everybody's so supportive and we're just going to help each other out and support each other through this season of life. I feel like now more than ever, it's so important to have like-minded women who you are surrounded by when you are prioritizing your health and fitness goals, but also having fun, right? We're going to be fitting fitness into life. And of course, with one-on-one coaching, we give you that high level one-on-one communication and support, but it is so wonderful to have the community aspect as well. So now more than ever is a great time to join. And if you're even a little bit interested, I am going to invite you to apply. Uh, The application will be below in the show notes. All right. Thanks so much, guys. And enjoy the episode. All right, you guys. Today's topic is a good one. And it's something that was requested. So my DMs are always open. If you have a topic or just something that you want me to elaborate on on the podcast, I am more than happy to take suggestions. So just so you know. Uh, This topic is called how to fix your diet without dieting. That was the exact phrase that was sent my way. And I I sat with that phrase for a little bit because it was very interesting to me, the choice of words. Number one is the word fix. Because if I'm fixing something, that implies that it was broken before. Okay, so maybe we're taking something that was broken and making it more optimal. And then the second phrase was the word of diet and then without dieting, okay? Because diet takes on two different meanings in this sentence. The term diet first used, the definition of that is the kinds of food that a person, animal, or community habitually eats, okay? And then it says without dieting, and the term dieting implies that we are trying to lose weight. If somebody says they're in a dieting phase, That usually means, hey, I'm in a caloric deficit. I'm eating less than I'm expending. I'm in a weight or in a calorie deficit, right? So when I look at this, the first thing that I want to say is that your metabolism is never broken, okay? Your diet is never like so far gone that you need to do some like major repairs Okay, and I think that that's where we easily get into the thought of extremes. If we're looking at what we're doing now and we're saying, well, my goal is losing weight and I'm eating all of this and I'm not losing weight. So therefore, I need to change everything. I need to change the entire, you know, all my food sources that I'm eating. I need to add in all of this new stuff. I need to change everything about my routine. And that's where we easily get into this all or nothing mindset. And it can be exciting to start something new. But if starting something new has a name, 
like keto or paleo or something that's schnazzy that we can't feasibly do forever, then it is a means to an end. Okay, so that's kind of where I want to lead this conversation is by using the phrase strategy over restriction. If somebody came to me and they said, hey, I feel like I need to fix my diet. I feel like I'm just not eating in alignment with my health and also not in alignment with my physical goals. Then I would say, okay, let's focus on strategy over restriction. And I'll give you a few examples of myself and how my diet, meaning the way that I'm eating, has changed like before I got into making fitness a lifestyle for myself and hiring my first coach. And we'll talk about the trajectory of that, but before, and then also now, okay. And compare and contrast the two. So before I had any sort of strategy around my nutrition, before I had any sort of strategy, my day often looked like I would wake up I would try really hard to not eat first thing in the morning because in my mind, I thought if I held off on eating breakfast, then I could fit more calories into later in the day and therefore I had a higher chance of being in a deficit. Okay, right? Because at this time, my my goal was just to lose weight, right? So that was my, my strategy at the time. It wasn't a good one, but that was what I called my strategy. But it was really just restriction. But I would wake up hold off on breakfast. I would go to class. Okay. I was in college at the time. So I'd go to class. I would be on campus and I wouldn't have anything with me to eat. Right. Cause I was holding off. I thought in my mind, well, if I don't really like plan to eat anything or like bring anything with me then I won't be you know, tempted to eat. I don't know. It was a terrible, <laughs> terrible way of thinking, but I would just grab and go and get something on campus. And so I would get something that I thought was quote healthy. Maybe it was like yogurt and granola or like an acai bowl or something like that. Or even um, like toast with peanut butter or something that I thought was low calorie just cause it looked small, right? So I'd be like, okay, great. My toast with peanut butter. And then I would be really hungry like 30 minutes later, like right after I ate that. I'm, I'm a normal hungry in the morning person anyway. So just holding off on breakfast until after class was hard enough. And then I would eat something really small and then I would go to my next class or whatever. And then I would go to the gym. Didn't really have a lot of energy. Maybe I would take BCAAs or something with me or like pre-workout. I would work out and then post-workout, I would get like a smoothie or something, right? Wouldn't even have any protein in it. It was just like fruit smoothie and green, right? Like green smoothie. Yeah. And then I would go to my last class and then I would just be ravenous in the evening and basically eat everything. I would eat things like my snacks in my dorm. I would eat dinner. I would just eat and eat and eat all of these things because I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. And then I would just justify it and be like, well, I barely ate today. So I can just eat, you know, more at night. Didn't know what I was eating, the caloric value of anything, right? I was just eating until I was satiated finally. And then I would repeat that cycle the next day because I ate a lot at night. And so in the morning, I would feel still like kind of full, like kind of bloated from the night before. And then I would be like, well, I'm going to hold off and not eat. And then the cycle would repeat. And even if I had a stint of like not really eating a lot at night, I wasn't actually getting anywhere. I actually got to a place where I did see weight loss happen, but I didn't look toned. I didn't look strong. I didn't look how I wanted to look. So then it was kind of a double-edged sword. It's like, wow, I got so hard to get here, 
I tried so hard to get here. I'm doing all the right things. I'm drinking the greens juices. Uh, you know, peanut butter is good, right? Like had some fruit and veggies. I had salads all the time with no dressing. Like what the heck, am, what else am I supposed to do? I'm working out, right? But there was no strategy. And then on the weekends, it was a free for all. Like I didn't care what I ate. I was just like, whatever, if I'm good five out of the seven days, which in my mind was good, right? It, it's fine. Like it's vastly more than the two days on the weekend. So what the heck matters, right? And now... My strategy, even in a deficit, I'm in a deficit right now, okay? I'm trying to lose weight or lose body fat, right? And I am, but my strategy is a lot different. Strategy meaning I make sure to have protein with all of my main meals and fiber because I know that protein and fiber keep me satiated. I have carbs and fats in most, if not all of my meals to some degree. Because again, I know that that is what curates a balanced meal. The issue, even before the example that I just gave, I would have breakfast, but it would be like cereal and milk. And then I would be ravenous an hour later. And I just thought that I didn't have discipline. I was just like, why can't I just eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner like a normal person? Why do I have to be ravenous all of the time? But I didn't understand that it wasn't me that was the problem it wasn't just a lack of discipline it was literally the fact that my breakfast had no fiber no protein it was just the quickest digesting thing ever and of course i'm going to be hungry like 30 minutes later but at the time i didn't realize this i hadn't been i wasn't exposed to how to make a balanced meal or anything like that so when what i was doing wasn't working then I thought, well, I'm just not eating the right foods. It, it became all about the right foods. It became like, well, which foods are going to help me lose weight? And that's when I turned to meal plans. And so suddenly these meal plans were creating for me these meals that were a little bit balanced. I mean, they were very, very, very low calorie because they weren't tailored to me at all. Okay. <laughs> Barely like any calories, but nonetheless, it was more structured, a little bit more balanced of a meal. But in my mind, I wasn't making the correlation that, oh, it's not which foods I eat per se. Like, it's not like I'm not allowed to have cereal anymore, but it's almost like, okay, what can I add to the cereal in order to make it more balanced? But I didn't understand that. So I was on this meal plan and I was losing weight because the meal plan was actually putting me into a caloric deficit. And I felt a little bit more satiated throughout the day because the meal plan had more protein in breakfast and like eggs or something like things like that. And so I had more just self-control because I felt fuller throughout the day. But again, I didn't realize that. I just thought, oh, I, instead of having cereal, I'm now having eggs and therefore cereal is bad and eggs are good. I can have eggs. And, you know, and then we make that correlation of like, oh, there's no bread in this meal plan. Therefore, bread will cause me to gain weight, right? So we start to not see things as what they are, not see food and nutrients as what they actually are, but we start to dictate what is good and what is bad. And that was leading me down a really bad path. And so when I'm talking about strategizing, that's what I mean. You don't have to change up everything about your day. You can still have the cereal and milk that you enjoy, but if you know anything about, you know, the macronutrient profile of the foods that you're eating, you will know that cereal is mainly just carbohydrates and that 
milk is basic. It's, it's some protein, some carbs, some fat, depending on the type of milk that you use, but it's, it's not a lot of anything, right? So what can you add? You can add protein powder to the milk and make it like a, a shake and then pour the cereal over it. You can add blueberries for fiber, right? Now we're creating more of a nutrient dense, balanced meal. Maybe instead of milk, you just have Greek yogurt and you add some peanut butter to it and you make it, you know, that sort of thing with blueberries, right? So it's not about, oh, ditch the cereal, like that's bad for you or that's gonna cause this reaction to having you gain fat or lose fat or whatever, but it's really just about the strategy behind the meals that you're eating. So that's what I want to be the thesis of this of this podcast is like strategy over restriction when it comes to looking at your full day of eating. But then the question becomes, how do I know how to make a balanced meal? Okay, that sounds great. Protein, carb, fat, fiber, right? Get in your fruits and vegetables. It's, you know, has a lot of fiber in it. So then you're like, well, I don't know what foods have protein, what foods have carbs and what foods have fat in them. You know, what is a micronutrient? So that's where macro tracking comes into play. And that's why I love teaching macro tracking because it's not just, oh, this is another, you know, just diet, right? It's not a diet. Macro tracking is a way of eating that causes you to be aware of the nutrients that are in your food. Yes, if you track macros and you hit certain macro targets, you can be in a growing phase, you can be in a cutting phase, you can be at maintenance. That's true, but the sole purpose of macro tracking is so that you learn what's in food and you won't need macro tracking forever. I like to use the analogy of budgeting, right? If you are just telling somebody, oh, save up for this trip, or whatever, and they have no idea what they're spending. They have no idea what their debt looks like. They have no idea, you know, what their expenses look like. They're gonna need to go through line by line and really look at, okay, I'll cancel the subscription. I'll spend more money here. I'll spend less money here. This is where I can cut back. Okay, this means a lot to me. I'm gonna purchase, you know, this or keep this monthly subscription going. They can make that judgment call. But it's not until they get into the weeds and understanding what they're actually spending money on that they can then make the call each month when they get paid of like, okay, yes, like this is what I'm going to spend my money on. I know I spend around this much on groceries. Like I know I usually opt for this thing over this thing because it's a little bit cheaper, but I don't really care about that. You know, like they can start to make these judgment calls without going line by line anymore, right? After a couple, you know, months maybe of going line by line, they're starting to be like, okay, yeah, like I understand what I spend my money on now. I don't need to be so, um, I, I don't need to be so in the weeds of it anymore. That's what macro tracking is. You don't need to be in the weeds every single day forever, right? I've gone years without macro tracking. I spent like two, 2020 and 2021 not macro tracking. And the only way I got, the only reason I got back into it was because I had a structured goal, right? I wanted to, going back to the analogy, I wanted to start saving for something specific. So I needed to get into the weeds a little bit more and make sure that I was setting enough money aside to my goal. 
right? Bringing it back to fitness, I wanted to gain muscle. I wanted to go through a growing phase and then go through a cut. So I needed to start tracking again to gain a little bit more awareness of the caloric total and the caloric value of what I was eating. But if we're just focusing on strategy, if we're just focusing on, again, going back to the question of fixing your diet, right? The strategy is going to be step one, looking at what you're eating now and maybe tracking it a little bit and just coming up with the awareness of, oh, I didn't realize I wasn't eating any protein in my lunch. No wonder I'm so hungry. Or, oh my gosh, I thought that, you know, my yogurt and granola acai bowl thing was really healthy. And yeah, maybe it has a lot of micronutrients and antioxidants in it, you know, whatever. But it is really calorically dense. There's like almost 900 calories in this. So maybe I can budget a little bit differently and use the same amount of calories to have a meal that is a little bit more filling, a little bit more satiating, has more protein in it, right? So you can kind of make that judgment call as you move along your day. And again, we're not even talking about slashing calories or adding in a bunch of food. We're just simply talking about becoming aware of what you're currently eating and making small changes so that you have more balanced meals. Because maybe you realize, oh my gosh, for breakfast, I was just having um, an apple and peanut butter toast. Man, that really lacks some protein. So what else can I add to this? Oh, you know, I can have Greek yogurt and cut up the apple and put that, you know, on top or whatever, dip the apple in the yogurt. I don't know. Or maybe you're like, okay, yeah, I usually have my oatmeal, but maybe I can have some eggs on the side to get some protein and fat in there, right? So we can kind of come up with how to add to your meal and suddenly fixing your diet doesn't become about restriction. It doesn't actually become about dieting. It doesn't become about let's just get into a cut and slash calories as much as possible and then disconnect what is actually causing the results. And then all of a sudden we have what is good foods and what is bad foods, right? That's what we want to avoid. So focusing on strategy is how we help ourselves get there. And then taking it one step further. Okay, so we already talked about strategy over restriction. One of my favorite phrases to use. My other favorite phrase to use or sequence of events is awareness, consistency, strategy. Okay, so awareness is the first phase, and that's what we already talked about, right? Becoming aware of what you're currently eating, maybe deciding habits that you want to change, habits that you want to break, habits that you want to build, tweaks that you want to make to your normal meals in order to make them more balanced. Maybe you start tracking what you're normally eating and just come up with a caloric value and be like, okay, wow, like I really don't eat a lot on these work days because I skip breakfast and then I'm in meetings all day and then I'm ravenous and then I don't make a really good decision because I'm just eating whatever's closest to me in the break room. And then by the time I get home, I'm not stressed for the first time all day. And then that's when I eat everything. Like you can become aware of these habits and you can start to come up with, okay, tweaks that I want to make in order to be more on the offense when it comes to my nutrition. How do I make more balanced meals? How do I set myself up for success in these ways so that my meals are more balanced and that I'm not just at the whim of like whatever's closest to me, right? But awareness is that first stage. And then we apply consistency, okay? And that is where we really get into, let's just be consistent with what we're doing now and what we, you know, is maybe a little bit more optimal. 
right? Making those balanced meals, adding protein to a breakfast that doesn't have protein, maybe bringing our, our lunch instead of just eating whatever's in the break room. So that at least we know we have a good solid balanced meal available to us, right? It doesn't have to be suddenly we are using a TDEE calculator online and we're trying to, you know, only eat the amount of calories that it says, like we're not even there yet. That's the strategy phase. We're just in the consistency phase. Okay. And if you are somebody who wants to track macros, this is what I encourage you to do. In the awareness phase, I want you to track what you're normally eating for two weeks. It's gonna ebb and flow. I want you to track the weekends. I want you to track during the week. I want you to track on your training days, your rest days, every day, okay? Track it and just see what the, what the uh, fluctuations are. Okay, and then take that caloric value on average. Let's say it was 1800 calories. Great. In the consistency phase, I want you to eat that amount of calories every single day. I want you to start, and you're not gonna be perfect, okay, but I want you to just start playing around with what it looks like and how you feel if you eliminate a ton of huge fluctuations, right? If you eliminate the under eating during the week or on certain days of the week and then overeating on the weekends, like how will you feel if you just become consistent with that intake? I encourage you to set a protein target. I'm going to say 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. That's where, you know, if I had to give a generalization, that's where I feel like most people should, should aim for. Um, everybody, no, right? There are going to be exceptions but that is just a good rule of thumb if you are wanting to make sure that you're getting in enough protein for satiation purposes, for muscle building purposes, all of that, right? Set protein to that and then set your overall calories to what it was on average during the awareness phase and then track that for two weeks or so and see how you're feeling. How are your lifts if you're, if you're lifting weights? How's your energy? How's your digestion? How's your sleep? How's your body image, right? Maybe you weigh yourself, maybe you take progress photos, right? Start to check in and just get consistent with that, okay? And then you can strategize. And then once you understand how your physique is feeling, maybe how it's changing, or if you're at maintenance, nothing is really happening, that's great, you found maintenance, right? Or a, a point in maintenance, because maintenance is a range, but nonetheless. And then you can start to strategize. And then you can start to ask yourself the question of, okay, am I at a caloric value that's high enough to start a deficit? Do I maybe need to reverse diet higher, right? A, a high, to a higher caloric value prior to starting a cut? Do I wanna do a growing phase? Do I just wanna maintain here? Do I feel good with where I'm at, right? That's another conversation for another podcast because that's really the nuance of, uh, you know, a lot of our, our physique changes. But I think when it comes back to the question of what this podcast is about, how to fix your diet without dieting, it goes back to the two principles and the two, and the two phrases of number one, strategy over restriction, and number two, following the sequence of awareness, consistency, and strategy. And the reason why awareness, consistency, and strategy is in that order is because you cannot be consistent with something unless you are aware of the habits, right? You can't be consistent with something if you're not aware of what's going on already. You cannot strategize if you're not already consistent, okay? We have to be consistent with our habits before we can strategize. 
a lot of people want to enter into a cut before they even are consistent with tracking macros at where with what they're doing now right does that make any sense do you think that you're suddenly going to gain the knowledge gain the skills and gain the motivation to be consistent when you have less food to play around with no right so that is why it's in that particular order awareness consistency and strategy all right guys that was a little bit of a shorter podcast today but i feel like we got right to the point there's anything that you have questions on there's anything that you want me to elaborate on like I said at the beginning, my DMs are always open and I hope you guys got some good takeaways from that. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.